Hello and welcome to the Inner Work Conversation. I'm Nikki Cross and I am just having the best day today. Honestly, it's nothing special either. I am literally just sat here at my desk in my office. It's a bit shitty weather outside, feels all snuggly inside and I am just recording episodes and I bloody love it. And I just wanted to start the episode by saying I love come into the inner work conversation. I hope you love coming to the inner work conversation. I absolutely love coming to this place. I don't know what it is about podcasting, but I just, it, it's got a completely different feel. I'm definitely experimenting at the moment in business and allowing myself or giving myself the permission to try new things. So things like nothing wild, <laughs> but just things like the way that I invite my potential clients into my world, into my offerings, the way I communicate. So I've moved my mail list from Flowdesk, which is just a platform over to Substack. Um, the way I allow myself to record podcasts, like today, it just feels like a really chatty day. I feel like I've got a lot of energy to pour into these episodes. So I'm just chatting today for me in business is a very chatty day, a very snuggly day, a very autumnal feeling day. So I'm loving it. I hope you are too. Um, And in real time, I have literally just come off the back of recording the last episode, which was all about like what to do when someone leaves your life and how that impacts you in business. So it may well be, you know, I use the example of my mum passing and how to recognize and how to fill the void that they left. Ultimately, that's sort of what we need. We need to acknowledge that they're no longer there, but we also need to acknowledge that we're a human in business who may still require what they brought to the table. That was an emotional episode. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. I went out for a walk. I've come back um, and I'm really excited to head into this episode. Just before I do though, some updates from, from my side. I am really enjoying this month. I'm enjoying welcoming some of you into my spaces. So I've launched some new services and you'll be able to see them on my website. It's tlb.org.uk. That stands for Thrive Life and Business.org.uk. And I've just extended out, to be honest, in my world, none of the services that I have introduced are actually new. Um, So for example, coaching your back pocket is something that to the public is new, but something to my existing client base is just an ongoing thing. So when a lot of the time when my one-to-one clients drop off and get to the end of their coaching journey, they'll then pick up coaching your back pocket. So I've introduced that to public. I've introduced a new tier of the Thrive First Method. Um, So there's lots of new things on there and I'm really enjoying getting on inquiry calls and just having a chat with some of you who I've never spoken to before, but I've been listening along to this podcast and hearing about what it is that you need and actually filling in the gaps for you by way of what my services provide. I think that if any of you have been hesitating, getting on a call and explaining your position out there in business and in here, in your inner world, and just asking questions about what it is that my service does, I think that, well, not I think, here's what I want to say. What I've acknowledged and what I've recognized over the past few weeks just facilitating more of these inquiry calls is it's actually a real act of courage 
And it's also a real nod towards um, you almost back in a position of, in yourself of, do you know what I'm done? I acknowledge and I recognize that there are these things, these ways of being, these thought loops, these behavioral habits, these tendencies that I can fall back on that are rippling out into business and I'm no longer willing to continue perpetuating those things. And that's the one common thread, even for the people who've come on inquiry calls with me this month who they haven't really understood my services that well because maybe they're quite new to my world they definitely have still carried that same theme. So if that's where you're at, and if these podcast episodes resonate with you, may I encourage you to have a look at my services and just book an inquiry call because from that place, I can objectively help you to assess where you're at and what you might need. And that isn't always my services. Sometimes I might just direct you to a free resource of mine. Sometimes I might direct you to a colleague in my industry who offers something different. It's not always the inner work that people need. Sometimes actually they need a knowledge gap filling or something like something that a free YouTube video or a course, a paid for course can do or a book. So yeah, anyway, enough of that. Let's get into today's episode. (laughs) Today is about how we manage ourselves and our mind and our emotions and our actions in the space between. So Listen, today's episode is for you. If in the waiting, in the gap, in the uncertainty, in that space between, in your inner world, you lose your shit. (laughs) And it may well not be something, you know, from the outside looking in, none of us might see that you're losing your shit. None of us might see that you are struggling internally and you're having an internal battle of inner conflict with yourself. But it's in the situations where maybe you, especially in business, what I'm what I'm talking about today, it's always in business, but what I'm talking about today always also, sorry, also applies to life as well. You know, in the moments where you've sent that email and you're waiting for a reply, or you've sent the text message and you're waiting for a reply, or when you've responded to an expression of interest and maybe you've sent across your price list or your um services or whatever that is and you're just waiting for their reply or when you state your price or when you offer your service out loud maybe it's not to a direct email maybe it's online on socials and you're waiting for the reply basically you're in the unknown you're in that gap you're in the space between and what i experience with my clients when they first come to me is the majority of us have not learned the skills to manage ourselves in this space. And so one of the things that I often see in the work that I do with my clients is they've developed unhealthy ways to wait. And I want to talk about that in today's episode because I want to I want to raise your awareness of what you do in the gap, what you do in the space between. And I want to encourage you through this free content and give you some examples of tools you can start to try on and practice to help you manage yourself, manage your mind, manage your emotions, and therefore your actions, what you actually do in business in a healthier way. And when I say a healthier way, I mean a less destructive way, a less destructive way towards yourself and your self-concept and your self-esteem, and also a less destructive way with your actions that you take out there in business. You know, In this episode, I want to help you identify if 
having to be patient in the uncertainty of not knowing is something that you need to work on. And I want to give you some awareness and as I say, some tools to deal with those times. So let's get into it. Let's start with what I normally see. So this is like a cycle of what I normally see and what I experience when people first come into my world. So I want you to picture almost like a flow chart when I'm explaining what I'm about to explain. So you've got the unknown, you've got the uncertainty, you've got the gap, you've got the space in between, right? And I want you to picture what that is for you and the the most uncomfortable one for you. So is it when you have stated your price and you've got to wait for them to come back? Is it when you have um, put yourself out there and you're waiting for their response? Whatever it is. For a lot of people, that space is too uncomfortable. That being in themselves, in their own mind, with their own emotions in that space is too uncomfortable. And what I often find is the go-to natural thing for people who haven't done this work in developing skills to manage themselves in that space is they often judge it and they often project their own assumptions onto it. Now, I just want to pause here and say this, a bit of a side note, and I'm going to come back to this flowchart and I'm going to recap it and we're going to be together in this episode. But just a side note on this, we all, me included, have assumptions and make assumptions based on our conditioning. We make assumptions and those assumptions, those stories that we project normally come from conditioning and from wounds. And it could be assumptions and stories that we hold to be true about ourselves, about business and about opportunities and about money, about them and what their behavior means. Well, when someone behaves like that, it means this. Um, And about this, like right now, what this means right now about the future. We have assumptions based on conditioning and based on wounds. And those wounds and that conditioning can lead us to believe that we're not good enough or we will be rejected. And um, because of our life experiences from literally the way that we were brought up all the way through to the experiences that we've had as a teenager, as an adult in business, we have our own fears and those fears can be, you know, I'm not good enough. I'll be rejected. I need to be more or do more in order to be valuable. Whatever that is for you, I want you to recognize and acknowledge the impact that these things are having in the gap, in the waiting, in the moments where you need to hold your nerve and be patient with the discomfort of the uncertainty. So going back to the, um, oh, fuck's sake, next door's dog is barking and really putting me off. Not because it's barking, but it's really cute. I'm just going to pause the recording here and let her and her owner go off for their walk. And then I'm going to come back because I'm just getting distracted. Okay, I'm back. Mabel has got something to answer to with all of us. (laughs) She's a golden retriever and she's cute. She's just dead. She's just enthusiastic. That's why I love Mabel. Anyway, back to this episode in the unknown, in the uncertainty, what we can often find is the not knowing is so uncomfortable. And because we're so uncomfortable with the discomfort of not knowing, we project our assumptions onto the not knowing because it gives us a sense of control. And that is less uncomfortable than the not knowing. Now you might be sat there thinking, how is my shitty thoughts 
more comfortable than the not knowing. Because like, so I'll give you an example just to um, make this make sense. Let's say you have had an inquiry. Let's say you are a photographer and you've had an inquiry from someone. I love your work. We'd really like to work with you. Please send through um, your price list and you send them your price list and they don't get back to you and it's been 24 hours. In that 24 hours where they're not coming back to you, you may um, start to be so uncomfortable with the silence, so uncomfortable with the not knowing, so uncomfortable with the uncertainty that you start to project your own assumptions onto the void. And your assumptions, like I'm saying, can be based on your wounds, your fears, your conditioning. So if you've got an underlying fear that is, well, I'm not good enough and I'm potentially too expensive, maybe in the void, you're going to be projecting the assumption, which is, well, they've not come back to me because I'm too expensive and I'm not good enough. When actually in reality, there literally could be a million and one reasons why they haven't got back to you. It might be that they're fucking busy. It might be that their hands have been bitten off by a tiger. It might be that they're just shopping about as people do. It, it etc, etc. It might be that they're distracted by next door's cute dog. (laughs) Might be for any reason, but we're that uncomfortable in the discomfort of the unknown that we would, our natural escape tendency, and I'm going to talk about that in a minute, is to project our assumption onto it. Because at least then, even though the assumption that we've projected onto it is a shitty thought that we'd rather not believe to be true, it's less uncomfortable than the not knowing. Does that make sense? I hope it makes sense. So back to this diagram, back to this flow chart. So we're in the unknown, we're in the uncertainty, it's too uncomfortable. So we project our assumptions onto it. We make up stories about it. And further to that, we believe our own stories. And further to that, we'll start auditioning our stories to other people to get them to either agree with us or to reassure us. So what that can often go like is, with the example I gave before, you're the photographer, you've sent them your price list, they haven't come back to you. You might be that uncomfortable that you start projecting your own stories onto it. And then you reach out to someone that you know, and you love and you trust. And you say, can you believe that they haven't got back to me? And what you might be seeking in that interaction is for them to be as um, outraged as you are. Yeah, fucking nerve of it, fucking cheek of it. How rude. Because what you're wanting is solidarity in that moment. What you're wanting is reassurance in that moment. Or maybe you're wanting to reach out to someone else to say, hey, do you know what? They haven't come back to me and I'm really worried that it's because I'm too expensive. And maybe what you're looking for is for that other person to say, don't be silly. That's just you, um, Philip, you're looking for something and I need you to see that. I need you to see that. Because that's the thing with the whole assumptions thing. At surface level, Our assumptions aren't that dangerous until you believe them, until you treat them as fact, until you internalize them and then take action from them, until the constant and incessant checking to see if your assumption is right, which can often look like swiping to refresh your emails, swiping to refresh as anyone bought your product, swiping to refresh your website stats or your podcast stats or your whatever stats, until you start analyzing yourself and your actions, until you project your assumptions onto the world and onto other people, then they're dangerous. And by dangerous, specifically, what I mean by that is they have the potential for you to take action from those assumptions. 
And what I mean by that is it can lead to destructive behavior in business. If you believe your own stories because you filled the gap, because you're so uncomfortable with the void of not knowing, the uncertainty, the gap between the space, the unknown, if you're that uncomfortable with it and you fill it with your own assumption and then further to that, you take action from there, it has the potential to be so destructive. I have seen people wanting to close their businesses. I have seen people chipping away at their own self-esteem and self-concept. I have seen people limit what they believe is possible for them. And that is where it gets destructive because you can probably hear in this episode where this is all rooted from is not being okay and not being um, able to tolerate the discomfort of not knowing. And I honestly believe that business, being successful in inverted commas in business is compounded of so many different aspects. It's compounded from, you know, have you got the knowledge and the skills that you require to be successful in your area of business? It's compounded with, um, do you have the right systems and processes in place for your business to run smoothly? But it's also compounded with, do you have the behavioral tendencies, the habitual behavioral um, skills to hold yourself in the moments of discomfort and not make it mean something? And if not, that's, this is your flag in this episode that this is your work to do. If you're listening to this thinking, holy shit, in the void, in the, in the space between, in the gap, in the unknown, in the uncertainty, I do project in that space. I am so uncomfortable that I, my, people often come to my door and they start, they call it catastrophizing or they call it overthinking. It's all the same shit. We're so uncomfortable with the uncertainty, with the unknown, that we just project our assumptions onto it. And further to that, we believe our own shit. We believe it and we take action from there. And another side note before I come back to you know, moving this episode to its summary, to its conclusion and giving you some, um, what I'm doing here in this, this part of the episode is I'm raising your awareness to what might be going on and I'm giving you perspective. And also I hope I'm also giving you some, um, some feeling of, okay, so if Nikki's talking about this and if she's saying that she sees it regularly, it means that I'm not alone. Hopefully you're feeling that from this as well. Hopefully what you can hear is we don't want to believe these stories. And hopefully what you're experiencing as you're reflecting this back to yourself is we don't want to believe these stories. We don't want to believe that we don't want our assumptions to be um, validated and true, but sometimes it can feel like control. It can feel like control when we sort of it can feel like getting in front of the situation. Like if I can second guess what they're thinking, it will hurt less if it comes true. And that's, that's what I experience. I experience unhealthy ways of dealing with the unknown and what I'm, and destructive ways of dealing with the unknown. And what I'm saying is there's a healthier way towards yourself and your inner world and towards business of dealing with uncertainty, which I'm going to finish the episode off with. But just before we move on, that's what, even though we, of course, we don't want to believe these awful stories, they're strangely better than the discomfort of not knowing, aka we project and we buy our own stories as truth because we want to resolve the tension of the discomfort of not knowing. And it doesn't stop there because that's what I was saying before. We sort of act out from that place. And the way I explain this to my own clients is the discomfort is so uncomfortable that we want to escape 
the not knowing. And to escape the not knowing, we apply our own evasion tactic. (laughs) So for some, the evasion is judgment, blame, and anger. And that sounds like, I mentioned it before, that sounds like, how fucking dare they not come back to me? Who does that? What fucking, what type of idiot inquires and then just ghosts someone? It can sound like that. For other people, they deal with, they evade their escape tactic is logic. They jump, they jump to a logical outcome that simply must be the truth. And it explains everything. Oh, well, logically, um, they've gone off and they've done this and they've done that and they've done the other and they logic their way out of it. But you can't logic your way out of feeling. You cannot logic your way out of feeling. For some, for others, it's deciding they can't cope. Other people, their evasion tactic is, it's all fucked, I can't cope, I'm not cut out for this. And they jump to that, they jump to deciding in advance that they just can't cope. And for others, it's just complete avoidance. They throw themselves headfirst into something, anything that will help them escape how they how they feel. But the things that they normally find that they jump into and they throw themselves into it's not actually productive. It's not actually meaningful productivity. It's just to escape the now. And none of these things are positioning you where you belong, which is in your power. Where I want my clients to be is a, I I call it an active participant in their own inner world as they navigate through business. So you will hear people talk about being intentional. You will hear people talk about being um, conscious And I suppose it's all nuances of the same message. I was actually speaking to a client this morning where we were talking about the difference between just the freedom of being able to do whatever you want as a business owner versus the responsibility of being able to do whatever you want as a business owner. And that's the thing many people worry unconsciously that if they don't turn to their go-to strategy of evading how they feel, that they won't they won't be able to sit with the discomfort. And that's what I want for you. That's what I want for my clients. I want you to be able to navigate business, being able to tolerate at least the discomfort of the uncertainty, the discomfort of not knowing, the discomfort without catastrophizing, without overthinking, but actually just bringing themselves back into a place of, I said before, power, but really power can sometimes just look like neutrality. I'm not even talking about feeling powerful. I'm not even talking about feeling like, oh my God, I feel so motivated and empowered. Sometimes it's just bringing yourself back to neutral, not catastrophizing, not overthinking, not wondering the 10 million different examples. Like for those of you who've seen, um, what's the film with the Doctor Strange where he sits there and he goes through the 6 million things, 6 million outcomes that could happen. What is that film? with Thanos. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But (laughs) for those of you who know the film, you're going to be screaming it right now. And for those of you who don't, you're going to be like, what the fuck is she on about? (laughs) What I'm saying is you don't have to sit there trying to conjure up every potential outcome to keep yourself safe. You are able to navigate business, being able to tolerate uncertainty, being able to tolerate the unknown. And therefore, being better equipped to not have all of your energy and attention on the what ifs and trying to protect your heart from potential judgment, potential um, rejection, potential failure, but instead just being able to step 
very intentionally through business, knowing that your heart's safe. And that doesn't mean that you're not going to be rejected. And it doesn't mean that you're not going to fail. And it doesn't mean that you're not going to be judged. You might be, but I want you to build the capacity for it to be okay for you to be judged or rejected or to fail. Can you see? Like, none of my work is about teaching you to be positive. None of my work is about teaching you to avoid the inevitable um, situations where you are going to be rejected and someone is going to say no to you. It's about being able to tolerate that. And it's about being able to be comfortable enough with the space between when you don't know the answer, when you don't know the outcome so that you can continue forward as opposed to get stuck there. And when you get stuck there, want to escape your own body. (laughs) So what do we do? What do we do instead? Um, And that's where I want to wrap this episode up. As one of my clients was, when we were talking about this the other day, one of my clients was like, fucking hell, Nick, I get it. And it makes sense. But what do I do? And she sort of followed that up with, look, I'm not an overly like feely, feely, feel my feelings kind of person. So let's not go down that route. And I get it. I get it. I get that number one, like not a lot, not all of us want to like on a daily basis, go into our feelings and deeply honor ourselves and all of that stuff for many different reasons, because we might not feel that we're that way inclined, because we might not feel like we've got the time to open up Pandora's box or whatever that is. But I find it really interesting that at this point, like at this point in the episode or at this point in the conversation, normally where it goes is, Nikki, just tell me what the fuck do I do then? If I'm agreeing with everything that you're saying, if I hate the uncertainty of not knowing, tell me what to do. And I find that really interesting because actually (laughs) it's not about what you do in that space. It's more about how you be with yourself, with your own thoughts, how you feel with yourself, how you react therefore out there in business. So let me give you some ideas. First step is to notice. And I've said this in like the last couple of episodes now. I've said, you know, in in episode 183, I think that was the one about surrender. In the last episode where I talked about, you know, noticing when someone's gone out of your life and noticing what, what you need and what they brought, you're probably noticing a pattern of me wanting you to like pause, slow down your thoughts and acknowledge what's going on. And I think that's really important here. When you're spiraling, one of the things that my clients really benefit from is when they're spiraling, they've got voice note access. So that's anyone in tier two of the Thrive First Method, anyone who's purchased Coach in Your Back Pocket, anyone who works one-to-one with me, um, look at my services and you'll be able to see who gets voice note support from me. The massive benefit of that is that by voicing something out loud, you actually automatically slow down your thoughts because you're having to voice it out loud. And if you haven't got that access, if you haven't got the resources to invest with me in that way, then I encourage you to voice note yourself. I encourage you to drive along speaking to someone as though you were voice noting me. And you might think, yeah, but I haven't got that coaching as a result of it. It's okay sometimes, or even writing it down. Sometimes just the very act of you writing it down 
is you slowing down your thoughts. And I want you to do that. I want you to slow down your thoughts in that time that you are in the unknown, the uncertainty and the discomfort of the void, the not knowing, the gap, the space between. I want you to slow down your thoughts just long enough to see what the fuck is going on before you spiral. That's number one. Slow down your thoughts. Next thing, number two, how do you feel? Name it. So, and I've I know that this is normally where a lot of people will say to me, but Nick, I'm not a very feely kind of person. That's okay, but let it be known you're still feeling. So this is normally with my clients when they start practicing this with me, That's not. this is normally where they'll struggle and I'll keep having to pull them back to, but how do you feel? So normally they'll be like, um, depending on their go-to escape tactic. So if their escape tactic is judgment, blame, and anger, I'll be like, so how do you feel in this? And they'll be like, well, a bit fucked off really because they're doing this and they're ghosting me and they're not coming back to me. And I'm like, yeah, (laughs) I hear that you're fucked off and I hear the reasons why, but how do you feel? And what I'm wanting them to do is name it. A really um, useful tool in this space. And I'm just going to, I'm just, I'm speaking slower because um, I'm making a note of it because I'm going to link it in the show notes. Um, or if you're on my Substack, by the way, sign up if you're not already signed up. You will be able to see this as a full article underneath the episode. I'm gonna um, link the emotion wheel. Many people who come to work with me for the first time, they haven't even really ever established before that there is a whole spectrum of emotions that we're meant to feel as humans in business, <laughs> and it's normal to feel them. And actually seeing that emotion wheel is really helpful because number one, slow down your fucking thoughts. Number two, establish how you're feeling. And if you struggle with that, use the emotions wheel because it took, it takes my clients from, yeah, I'm just fucked off because they're doing this and they're ghosting me and they're that. And that means this, this, and this to, ah, I see that I feel bitter. I see that I feel frustrated. I see that I feel resentful. I see that I feel angry. I see that I feel a little bit worried about being rejected and I'm nervous about that. And what I'm actually experiencing in my outward action is a is a consequence of the, that specific concoction, that bundle of emotions. That's why I am being how I'm being. That's why I'm acting. And further to that, if, if we're able, I'm like, yeah, and where can you feel that in your body? Like literally do a very quick body scan. 10 seconds is all it takes. And just feel like, oh, it feels like a fucking knot in my chest or my shoulders and my neck are really tight or my back of my head or my forehead or my, I feel it in my stomach. Like notice where you feel it. Your body is such an amazing tool to give you information about how you feel. But a lot of us just haven't connected to it at all. We haven't learned to do that. So step step one, slow down your fucking thoughts. Acknowledge. Like before you do that and before you learn how to do that, it can often feel like all of your thoughts are just happening to you. And it's so fast you can't even grab onto a thought to see what it is that you're thinking. So number one, learn to slow down your thoughts. Number two, see how you're feeling. Acknowledge that, name it, see if you can feel it in your body. Number three, notice how you would normally react. So notice what I'm not trying to do is pull you into behaving a new way really automatically. I just want to 
I want you to notice how you would normally react. How you how would you normally escape? Would you normally drink, eat, scroll, bitch to someone? Would you normally um try and get someone else to agree, try and get someone else to reassure you? Would you normally refresh your emails? What is your normal? Is Would you normally tell yourself a story in this moment and make them the villain? What would you normally do to escape the discomfort of not knowing in this situation? And I want you to acknowledge that. And I want you to ask yourself, is that destructive for me? Or is that healthy and loving towards me? And when I say me, I mean two things, me, my inner world, my heart, my physical vessel. Is that healthy for me? And number two, is that healthy for business or is it destructive towards me? And is it destructive towards business? So just recapping on that before I wrap this episode up, slow down your thoughts, acknowledge how you feel, try and name that try and locate that in your body, try and be with that without judging it, without trying to escape it. Just try and sit with yourself there. Give yourself the grace of not wanting to pull yourself out of that so quick. Number three, notice how you would normally react. Notice how you would normally try and escape the discomfort. What is your normal tendency? And I just want you to ask yourself, is that healthy towards me and my business or is that destructive towards me and my business? And to be honest, you don't need a fourth step because if you do those things, what you will normally find is by step four, you are in a better position to identify what step four is for you. Cool. So do I want to keep perpetuating that that behavior or do I want to choose something else? And that's something else listen, I can't give that to you. I don't know what would be more healthy for you. Maybe it would be going for a walk around the block where you'd normally stew in your own mind. Maybe for one of my clients, it's cleaning the sink. I'm just going to go and I'm just going to clean the sink because cleaning the sink helps me to, it's like a uh, neural pathway reset for me. It pulls me back into, I just need to step away. For other people, it literally is that. It's stepping away from their desk. I don't know what is healthier for you. Maybe it's taking a nap. I don't fucking know. You know, you know what step four is, but step one, slow down your thoughts. Step two, notice how you're actually feeling without bypassing it. Step three, notice how you would normally react. Would you bitch and moan? Would you blame? Would you get angry? Would you use judgment or logic? Would you decide in advance, I can't cope with this? Whatever it is, notice what you'd normally do and ask yourself, is this healthy for me and my business or is this destructive for me and my business? How I would normally act out this discomfort. And step four is choose. As much as you possibly can, choose. Choose the most loving thing towards you and your business. Choose the most healthy thing towards you and your business. Choose the most, I'm going to say the word productive. I don't mean like get busy doing something type of productive. I mean productive by way of it brings you back to yourself. It brings you back to your core and what you know, and it brings you back to being grounded. So productivity doesn't always look like doing something in inverted commas. It can sometimes look like being, sitting with yourself in that space. And I just want you to plow and slather on 
a shit ton of acceptance and grace when you're practicing these kinds of methods. What does that sound like? What does that look like? It looks like not wanting to fix it in the moment. It looks like allowing it to just be. It looks like allowing yourself to accept that you are human and not a robot in business. And therefore you're going to go through these things and it's okay that you are. You're not wrong. You're not not cut out for it. You're not weird or odd or unusual or less than or weak. You're just a human going through some shit in business and that's okay. Can we let it be okay? (laughs) Can we let it be okay? I hope that you can let it be okay. I hope this episode has served you so very much. I know that the discomfort of the unknown can lead people down such destructive paths. And I really wasn't joking earlier when I said your assumptions in that place can be really dangerous. It ha- They have the potential to close businesses, chip away your self-esteem, your self-concept, and they have the potential to limit what you believe is possible for you. And I would like more for you. I believe that there is more for you. And I don't mean more as in more, 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 greater, bigger, better. I mean, there is more for you to experience of yourself and that's beautiful. So I'm going to wrap the episode up here. I hope it served you. Let me know. Join my Substack. Have a look at my new services. Book in your inquiry call. I am excited for all of those things. Um, So yeah, let's wrap it up there. Please never forget, I am always cheering you on and I really do hope that you are cheering you on too.